0: Welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts on the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please enjoy The Darker Side of Life with Heidi Hollis.
1: You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. This program is all about you, the listener, hearing and getting the information that you need to better get along in this world of the paranormal and find what it is that helps us all step out. Of our paranormal closets. It's all about bringing light into the darker side of life where we talk to others, we express ourselves, we don't sit alone, and whatever it is that we've experienced. It's time to bring on a new era. And I hope to help lead the way. If you or someone you know has experienced anything out of the ordinary, and you'd like to get some information or ask questions or just give a comment about whatever it is, please go to my main website, which is HeidiHallis.com, and submit your emails there. That is H-E-I-D-I-H-O-L-L-I-S. Or if you'd like to be a guest on this show, be sure to indicate that in your email. I look forward to receiving more of your emails. And the more details, the better. For those of us who are involved in the paranormal or have an interest in the paranormal, we like to go online and take a look and see what's going on out there, right? Well, I do the same and especially I like to see what people are saying in regards to anything being dark or shadowy or what they like to call, quote, sleep paralysis. That one always is interesting. So this time I did another dig and a dive online and I happened to come across OprahMag.com, And there was a segment on there discussing a lot of the people who are involved in Oprah Meg and their own personal paranormal encounters. And I wanted to share one of those today. This one is called Here Be Sleep Demons. It starts, over the course of six weeks, in my junior year of college, not one, but two strange events occurred in the bedroom of my otherwise unremarkable on-campus apartment. The first was brief, but intense. I was jolted awake with a feeling of inexplicable terror and dread that I'd never felt before. Throwing off my covers... Something compelled me to jump out of bed and open my door. My roommate across the hall yanked open her door at the exact same second, wide eyed and looking as scared as I was. Did you feel that? She asked me, still catching her breath. Yes, I said. We adjourned to the kitchen for a calm down snack. Whatever woke us up didn't affect anyone else who was home, including my boyfriend at the time, who was still snoozing in my bed. Not a month later, I took a nap after an early morning class. I woke up with the sun in my room and checked the alarm clock on my nightstand. It was around 9.45 a.m. That's when I saw it, or her, An opaque form was sitting at the foot of my bed, so white it looked nearly lit from within, with skinny limbs, a flat chest, and hair that whisked around its head like ostrich feathers. I was more fascinated than afraid, until I tried to sit up and realized that I couldn't. As if sensing my trouble, it started leaning toward me, whereupon I officially freaked out. I squinched my eyes together for one second, and when I opened them, I was alone again and free to move. Yes, Google would later inform me that this was sleep paralysis, but it looked and felt so real. This is by Samantha Vicente, a senior writer for Oprah Meg. Sleep paralysis? It always surprises me what gets categorized as just being a simple case of sleep paralysis. This one was quite different. Sleep paralysis that notices your struggle and leans in to look with wispy white hair. Why isn't the possibility that when we're sleeping, we're able to peek into the other world and bleed through is a lot easier to see when we're just coming out of that other world. Or perhaps it was just sitting there. Perhaps it bled through and was just sitting there and it wasn't us being able to see any clearer, just that that presence was just stronger. There's so many different situations and scenarios that could be going on here versus it all just being explained scientifically, if that is scientifically speaking. A Google search explained it all away. I remember back in the day when any one of us would experience anything out of the ordinary, we had to go outside and find others and we had to find a way to relate dig for those answers, a quick search, and a definition pops up, and people feel rest assured. That must be all it was. But was it? How would we know? Sometimes looking within is the best and only way to figure things out. When we come across more than just a definition, when we come across actual individuals where notes can be compared about what's going on. Not everything fits so neat and tidy. This next story I came across came from ThoughtCatalog.com, and this one is titled, Demon in the Dark. And it starts off. My family traveled to the south of France to stay in a cottage owned by someone my dad worked with. The owners visited occasionally, but that summer it was free. And we had 10 days booked in there. After a long two days on the road, we drove down a steep driveway toward a secluded mill cottage that had a water wheel that sat static alongside the stone house. There was a deep cellar with stone stairs down under the wheel next to the house, and a small river circled the place. We went into the house and chose rooms. The house was draught and cold from lack of use. We settled in and turned all of the heating on, yet the house remained cold and felt damp. The first night, we set a fire in the living room and listened to a couple of audio books before my sister and I went to sleep. My parents stayed up a little longer and then went to bed. Around midnight, they both woke up at exactly the same time. And the door to their bedroom was opening slowly. At first, they thought it was my sister, until they saw a large, dark silhouette of a man framed in the doorway. He was standing stock still, just looking in their direction, as if appraising them. After a short period, the shape turned and started to move as if satisfied and disappeared. They looked at each other, but didn't speak. And both went back to sleep. The next morning, the house felt warm and dry. And sunlight was back through the windows as if something had lifted and accepted them. They spoke the next day and both agreed that although they were skeptics, it could not have been anything other than something supernatural in that doorway, deciding their worth, Dave. Now, what's interesting to me is that they described this man that was a dark silhouette sizing them up that seemed to create a cold chill in the air, just zapping all of the energy from the air that they were in. To me, this sounds very typical of the hat man. He doesn't always wear a hat. They didn't describe if he had a hat on or not, but he doesn't always wear one. But that presence speaks volumes. And for anyone who would think, well, how would you know that was something so evil? You remember the title? Demon in the Dark. (laughs) Sounds pretty distinctive. Why would they attribute a black silhouette of a man in the doorway as being a demon? Quite suspicious. And then for it to leave and suddenly the whole air in the place feels better. It's warm. They felt accepted. I don't know if that's the feeling. I think perhaps because it warmed up and because he left, perhaps things were better and probably met some approval. Perhaps they thought it was a former tenant that occupied that space. But who's to know? One thing is, I'm glad that it did not return. It's not always clear why something happens, or why Hat Man would appear, or why a ghost would appear versus Hat Man. All people know is to trust their senses and whatever it is that they're experiencing, and, and interpret the best that they can. It's not always easy. Coming up, I have a couple of other fascinating stories. Stick around. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and we'll be right back.
2: The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates.
4: Hey, the Coast hey, the to Coast AM, coast AM YouTube channel is waiting for you. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information.
2: At paranormaldate.com, you meet the most fantastic people. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Jennifer. What brings you here? Yeah, I'm here to meet someone who understands me. How so? Well, I'm into UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, the paranormal, that kind of stuff. But can't seem to find anyone who gets
3: it. Oh, well, um, nice to meet you, Tom. I, I gotta go.
2: Uh, okay. Guess that's not your cup of tea? You sure? Very. Good luck with that i can't meet anyone when i'm out and i really can't find a website for my unique interest what is one to do have you thought about paranormaldate.com para what dot what who are you i'm a paranormal matchmaker and it's paranormaldate.com it's a website for people looking for people like them stuff you like remember interesting uh, i'll give it a try well let's try this again uh, hi i'm tom
5: Hey, I'm Deb. Your profile on ParanormalDate.com looked very interesting. So, you really saw a UFO? Well, yeah.
2: It was so intense, but not as intense as meeting you.
5: You're an alien chasing flirt, but I kind of like it.
2: Wow. This ParanormalDate.com thing really works. Maybe ParanormalDate.com is for you. People with an interest in things they hear on George's show find their match daily. So, if you're looking for that special someone with an interest in UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and, of course, the paranormal. Come to the dating site inspired by George Norrie. It's always free to search, and if you decide to upgrade to our amazing new features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. ParanormalDate.com. You are not alone.
5: You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network with the best shows that explore the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. You can enjoy all shows on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.
1: Welcome back. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Some of the stories that I find online are intriguing and get the imagination going for a lot of us and can't help but to wonder what background some of the people have that have experienced this and, and how it affected them personally. Did it change their whole reality? Did it put a rift between them and loved ones? Did they get depressed? Did they absolutely feel isolated? A lot of things can happen to a person when they're met with something out of the ordinary. And I meet these people. I get their stories. I've met them across the country. And I've met them online. And some of these stories that get posted up on other websites I just wish I could reach out to all of them when I see things that directly involve what I know to be either shadow people or the hat man and some of the confusion that is out there in regards to these two subjects, thanks to a lot of media that just got the stories wrong and got the message backwards. This next story I came across was also on ThoughtCatalog.com. They start off with, I have a few different, quote, sleep paralysis demons and one sort of sleep paralysis guardian angel. The demon ones are the usual shadowy figure standing over me or by my bedroom door. The worst one was while I was lying on my side with my back to the door. It felt like someone got into bed behind me. Under the covers, they went and put their arm around my waist. Then it felt like they were cuddling into me and I felt cold breath on my neck. It felt like they cuddled me for about a half an hour. All this time I'm trying not to show that I'm panicking because it feels like I'm getting cuddled by a skeleton with claws. It was only about the second maybe third time that I'd had quote sleep paralysis so I nearly had a heart attack when this thing feels like it's moving in closer to kiss me behind the ear. Worst of all yet, it whispered, Not yet. You're not ready yet. I'll come back when you are. To me, it sounded disappointed and excited and felt like it was silently telling me It meant that it was coming back when I was about to die. It scared the living crap out of me. (laughs) Then my quote, sleep paralysis guardian angel, was a weird experience. i had been getting sleep paralysis on and off for about 18 months by this point, so I could usually tell straight away when it was happening. At first I thought it was the usual demon thing besides me in the bed. But when I looked properly and I realized I could clearly see a man kneeling next to my bed, smiling at me. It wasn't a creepy smile, but more like a parent coming in to check on their kid He looked like he was dressed in a 1950s style suit and hat. He didn't say anything, although I got the sense that he was letting me know everything was all right and he'd look after me. Oh, gosh. I've mentioned how at times I get these folks who feel protected somehow by these hat man encounters. And this person is feeling because he's not in the bed, he's not trying to cuddle me. But he's in there and he's smiling like a reassuring smile. This person knew the thing in the bed with her was going to come back when she was ready to die. And then this other one comes during a quote unquote, sleep paralysis moment. And it's going to look after her. It almost feels like part two of whatever took place in the bed prior. Not ready yet. I'll come back when you're ready to die. And then there's Hatman, monitoring the situation. Problem is, I'm suspicious it was Hatman in the bed with her. But he's checking in to see when she's ready to go. What disturbs me about this story and others like it is that difference that people are feeling at times with Hatman, where they put their guard down and he gets more comfortable. Sure, cuddling was definitely a bad move. That is too comfortable. But then to get in their face and give a smile, God forbid if he had shown his teeth, I think they would have thought differently because his teeth, when people describe them, they are very much like Pennywise from Stephen King's movie, It. And those are the most horrific jagged teeth. If you've never seen them, don't look. But that's usually what his smile is. And that's where that confusion comes in of something they call the grinning man, which is Man smiling. When he smiles, it goes ear to ear like that and causes terror unlike anything you can imagine. And he can shapeshift as well and become a shadow and melt. And uh, I'll tell you, I've seen him where I was surprised even at my own reaction to him. And this is how it went. I was having a normal dream. So I thought. Having a conversation with a person, and Hatman doesn't always have to come physically into your space. No, no, no. He'll go into your dreams as well, and you know something's not right when he shows up. And that's what he did to me. I'm having a conversation, oddly enough, in my bedroom with a friend, and Hatman stepped in between us. And immediately, I knew. What he was, and I just wasn't having it. And I took my left hand. I'm so right handed. I'm so right handed. I don't do much with the left. So this surprised me that I took my left hand, like not coordinated, not much effort, and I grabbed his hat and I pulled it down over his face and I pushed him down to the ground. As he went into a black puddle and I said, I don't like you and I never will. And he went through the floor that way. And then I carried on my conversation. Now, (laughs) a lot of people are just like, how would and how could you reach up and grab his hat and smash it in his face? And I really don't have an answer to that. All I know is I didn't want to deal with him and he wasn't welcome. And I let him know that. But what if I took this scenario differently? Like some of these people with this person here feeling like he was a guardian of some sort or letting me know everything's okay. What if I took it that way? Because it was just a silhouette of hat man. I personally didn't feel like threatened to the point that I was going to die. So much so that I took his hat and I smashed it in his face and pushed him to the ground. He was just there. He wasn't doing anything. Interpretation is everything. He wasn't welcomed. He didn't fit in the scenario. And I know it was a situation where he was gathering information on me, and letting it be known, because he came right between the two of us. Absolutely no shame. We have to be vigilant if we see something is out of the ordinary in a dream or not. We have to trust our instinct. It's very important. And it seems like, you know, you should be able to have your dreams and go about your business and not have to be concerned about matters of life or death or the soul. But this is where they're digging their claws in. This is how they're getting to know us. This is how they're making a stance. And there's a battle going on. And it seems like it just can't be, but it is. It is. So, This person talks about knowing this was a sleep paralysis type of situation. That's the scientific wording for it. But how do we say with 100% certainty that this is just something so easy to put in a category of being a medical condition? I don't think so. I think that there's a lot of wiggle room for interpretation. And again, this is my opinion. I'm not a medical physician, but why do these things categorized as being just sleep paralysis have things that could step out and look like a man in a suit or shadowy images or clouds or cats or something that looks like its head is directly connected to its shoulders and sometimes have glowing red eyes that likes to sit on your chest take your breath away and make you feel like you're about to die or your soul is at risk how is that possible all over the world I'm sure it's in the millions can we really guess and figure it out I think it'd be difficult to but there's been studies done on how many people have had sleep paralysis and like half the population seems to experience it But what if these are not just so easily explained? You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back.
2: Don't go anywhere. There's more of The Darker Side of Life coming right up.
3: Farm to store in days, not weeks.
0: Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health law called the Affordable Care Act. Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you.
5: And now back to Heidi Hollis and the darker side of life.
1: Welcome back, you are listening to the darker side of life with me, Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Remember to go to my main website which is heidihollis.com and there you will find a lot of different information that may be of help and of use to you if you are facing anything that I speak of here on the show. And oftentimes I have people who feel utterly challenged when they're faced with such evil. They question their faith, they question their soul, they question where they stand in life. And I hope to have a well rounded approach to getting to some answers, resolution and building up people's confidence, and seeing their full human potential, because that's what is really going on. We all are getting challenged. We all are involved in what I call a secret war. There are things placing their bets on us to not figure them out. But I have the download on them, and I'm willing to share. And that's how we're all going to win, by sharing and building each other up. Now then, getting to some of your emails here. I have one here that states, Dear Heidi, as a kid, I would and could just so happen to guess my cousin's friend's personal details with accuracy. I even once had an encounter with God on a bike path. Oh, that's fascinating. I would love to get more stories and talking about God and angels. We don't always have to just do demons on here. (laughs) I have actually traveled the world reading people and then one day I encountered a demonic entity. A preacher's wife asked me to assist with the situation. I wanted to say no, but my mouth said, sure. (laughs) Soon after beginning, I knew intimate details of this woman being attacked. I knew of the events that opened the doors to these demons and how many of them. Soon she was released from them and I was stunned. So was this prophetic? Or an exorcism. 20 years later, I'm an ordained minister of God. I am still doing readings and helping souls find release from demons. So if I can be a blessing, please let me know. Oh, that's kind. I love when people have these spontaneous incidences of finding themselves face to face with something that they didn't know they can handle. And they handled it. And apparently, you handled it to a point of becoming a profession, which is awesome. And I wish more people understood. We can rise to the occasion. We can take these things on right where we're at in life. I remember as a kid wondering, I'll never be able to pray as well as the pastor at the front of the church. They didn't forget anybody. They knew how to run their words together that just sounded like a poem. I felt so flawed. And then when I would sit and try to pray, I was so bored, I'd fall asleep to my own prayers. (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's just how life was for me. And luckily, I had an intervention myself that led me to do something I call picture prayers. An angelic being introduced it to me, of all things. And uh, a lot of people think, I just hover on the topic of demons and uh, the devil with Hatman, But no, there's a whole other flip side to this world. And I'm telling you, that flip side is a lot more accessible when we toss this darker side out on its ear. When I was able to do that, angelic encounters, even Jesus encounters... Things that I really, honestly, would have never thought possible. I had too much fear. I didn't want to see these things out of the ordinary. And then when I got over that fear to be able to take on seeing an alien or something demonic and send them on their way, and the good guys came around more often, I realized that these dark things block the good stuff. And wow getting a big enough dustpan to toss them out on their ear is so worth it. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Okay, this next email says, Dear Heidi, please help. Years ago, my then-girlfriend saw the hat man. That was over 20 years ago. We are now married with kids, and we have moved from Long Island to upstate New York. Hat man has appeared again and is wreaking havoc and hell on our lives. I can't tell you the amount of bad luck with things that should never have happened. He's destroying our lives and our relationship. His energy is simply all over us with constant negativity. We are too educated and hard workers and I promise you, that this message is 100% real. I heard you on Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie, where you spoke of your books, The Hat Man and The Secret War. That's when I finally knew who he was. Please, he is destroying my life. My wife and I are at each other's throats. All I feel is his energy all around me. I have tried fighting him or telling him to please just go. Still, nothing goes right for us. I feel like our luck has never been good, because he is there. And my wife has seen him multiple times. I can't take any more bad things happening. Literally, as I'm texting this, my wife messages me that her job is in jeopardy because of covid I don't beg. But I'm begging for help. Here's my info below here. Thanks, Michael. I can't tell you guys how often I get emails that just say, please help as the title. It's heart wrenching. And especially heartbreaking to me when I hear that people have this sudden epiphany to know what has been going on in their lives all of these years. Imagine having seen something that no one has ever mentioned anywhere. And then you're listening to coast to coast and somebody describes the exact menace, and then you find hold on. All these horrible things that have gone on, that thing shows up. That thing, Hat Man. It's horrible. How do people get through their days when they wake up to something like that? And you just fight for your lives. You really fight for your lives. You fight to keep your sanity and then you fight among yourselves. And then you got to go to work and pretend like nothing happened. All is well. That's not easy. People break under this. People absolutely fracture. That's one of the things that gets me really upset when it comes to the alien topic. When people report having been taken by these beings, absolutely abused, absolutely violated. Try relating that to the person in your house. And they laugh in your face. Or you go to work and you get the same kind of response. And then the people that you pay, to be honest with you, the people in this government, say you're just full of it. And they've known all along. Absolutely all the while. Personally, I can't say I've been abducted. I don't feel as if I have. I know that I've seen them. I've seen UFOs. I've seen beings. A lot of people are like, wow, you seem so normal. I'm like, why wouldn't I seem normal? I'm so normal that the government came to my door and took me against my will to interrogate me to find out what I knew about aliens. How about that? People call those military abductions or my labs. That's what I've been through. But if I'm just nuts... How come all of these people, including myself, suddenly realize we have all been interrogated by the government? They knew, and they allowed it to happen. So the games that have been played have caused real damage to real people. To put these things down as if it wasn't a thing. That allowed friends, family, neighbors co-workers, allowed them to put people like me in a category of not being fully tolerable. Not realistic. In fact, I've heard that people who report UFOs are not qualified to look up into the sky to report what their eyeballs are telling them. They have that audacity. (laughs) What happened to us trusting ourselves and trusting our gut instincts or trusting our parents when they say they saw something weird. Where does the laughter come from? Now I am known for having a big sense of humor, especially when it comes to these odd topics. But I do with any topic. I find humor in anything. But I do take these things serious. I have to. It's part of my life. And I always get these people like this gentleman here that says trust me this is 100% real I am not one to judge. I have been through the ringer I feel as if I'm the queen of weird and having experienced so many things I couldn't categorize them all but now those answers are starting to come forward and even my head is spinning and if you don't know what I'm referring to if you haven't heard the end part of my interview with George Norrie on Coast to Coast AM with uh, Maureen Seberg during the question time. Wow. Uh, Yeah, it has changed quite a bit for me. This life never ceases to amaze me. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll be right back.
0: Don't go anywhere. There's more of the darker side of life coming right up.
3: Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City the Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocostam.com for details.
0: This is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeart Media and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows.
1: Welcome back. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Remember to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com and submit your stories, comments and questions right there on the front page. And if you'd like to be a guest on this show, please indicate that there. Just before the break, I had a gentleman write to me in regards to a very sticky situation involving the hat man. He was quite aware. Hatman was responsible for a load of bad luck that he and his wife are enduring and asked for me to give him a call. I wish that I could give everyone a call who asks me to. And I, of course, welcome people to come here on the program. But it does get difficult. And it is really hard for me to see these emails. And I understand it's a horrible situation. I wish I could say I could be right out there and help on the spot. But this is why I'm doing this show. This is why I write what I do. This is why I do everything that I do. It's 99% of my day. I'm thinking, what more can I do? To be honest, we have to empower each other and we have to encourage each other. And if there was another way, I surely would find it because it's everything. Isn't that what this life is about, is helping to lift each other up? And especially in the face of such evil. But there's also good out there. I've got eight books I've written, and only three are on this dark topic. But this is all that I get. A lot of dark topic sent my way because of the shadow people and hatman phenomena that I named and defined and put out there to the world. A lot in part thanks to Coast to Coast AM with George Norry and uh, Tom Danheiser. They've been really generous and uh, helpful in allowing me the opportunity to spread the word and warn the world about what's going on. And we can, together, defeat what is happening. It's going to happen. I won't stop until it works. <laughs> All right. So this next email, this one says, I would rather be anonymous, which is fine, please indicate that especially in the first line of your email to me. And they go on to say, I had an incident in 1992 that still bothers me to this day. I was 22, and going through depression and all of the darkness that comes with it. I had to take time off work, eventually about four months. I spent that time mostly drinking as I spiraled out of control and my relationship just crumbled. I finally moved into a flat by myself where I continued to drink and sink deeper into a darkness that seemed to engulf me like a cloud. Pretty soon, everyone around me had stopped and stepped away from me. I just wasn't me anymore. It was horrible. Well, I decided one night after drinking, though not as heavily as normal, that I was going to end my life. I suffer from migraines, so I had a lot of pills about the flat, so I took a couple of handfuls. Then I got my box cutter knife out and slit both of my wrists. Ugh. When that was done, I drained the last bit in the bottle, smoked a cigarette, and stubbed it out. Then I sat in the armchair and closed my eyes, waiting to die. The chair was facing a big bay window. I had the upstairs flat and a big old Victorian house and it was getting late as the moon was in the sky. I locked the door with the Yale lock and with a bar lock that was a bit stiff as the previous tenant had painted over it. I drifted to a slumber and hoped I wouldn't wake. I'm not sure what time it was, but I woke up, leaned slightly forward, and craned my neck a bit. There was someone in the room who stood in front of me, between me and the bay window. It looked of average height, a man shape, no eyes or anything. It was solid black. I moved a bit and saw the moon come into view from behind this thing's head. So I know it was solid. I leaned back into the chair. It was almost like it was sizing me up. Not a scary feeling, but an uneasy feeling as I had no clue what was going on. It moved towards me and I kept still and tried to breathe as normally as I could. It stood so almost where our legs were touching. That was when I looked into the empty space where its face should have been. It was swirling smoke, like different colors of black, if that doesn't sound too odd. It was all swirling around like a sea of sorts. Then what happened next perplexed me and frightened me so much that my entire skin feels static as I'm reliving it now. It bent at the waist and came face to face with me. Moved slightly as if looking at my eyes or something, then stood straight up and shook its head as if it was tut tutting me. Then It turned to my left and followed it as it walked towards the door. Then I brought my head back to the chair and tried to work out what had just happened. After a while, I closed my eyes and eventually went to sleep. When I woke up, the floor was red from my wrist bleeding. But the flow had been stemmed. I looked down, and I could see a deep groove in each wrist and couldn't work out why I was still alive as I'd made a pretty good job of it. Well, I thought anyway. Then I recalled the odd encounter and stood shakily up and walked to my door. It was still locked by both Yale and Barr. No clue as to what I'd seen until years later when I saw a television show and a man was telling his story on this. I did some research and found other people had seen similar things. Only difference seemed to be the one I saw had no hat and no eyes. That was almost 30 years ago and I think about it every day. I still have the marks on my wrists that act as a reminder not only to my stupidity but the shadow man i've suffered with depression since the age of 17 and periodically undulated up and down until the mire my encounter made me think maybe it was the shadow man that was causing my mood or feeding off my unease and was shaking his head in disgust as he thought I was dead or something. Either way, I haven't seen him since, and I don't want to. Thanks for listening, Heidi. I'll just put the initial D. Absolutely amazing encounter. I've had many people who have written me after a suicide attempt, and seeing typically something like this guy, or a typical hat man. The swirling smoke in the face. That's a telltale sign of him as well. He's not always just solid black. The question is, why would he be upset and tisk tisk him like that and walk through? I would have some people interpret this as perhaps he was my guardian, and he stopped the blood flow and allowed me to live. But as this person here, wondered, they've suffered with depression since they were 17 years old. And now they can't help but to wonder, was he partly responsible? Because this is part of what he does. Hatman shows up and creates havoc interesting perspective. And I always say, trust your gut. What does it tell you? Does it seem like something like this could have done such a thing? And if he was feeding off from you all your life, and you were ending it, there goes his food supply. But one thing that makes me wonder because of the past suicide emails I've received is Was he not happy you didn't do the best job of it so he could have got you? Perhaps he saw God took pity and spared you to give you another chance and wasn't going to allow this dark entity, the hat man, or some people will call him shadow man as I once did, didn't allow him to have his fill of your soul. I'm so happy that you were able to get over that and not suffer in that depression and allow yourself to be pulled down any longer. So I really appreciate your story. And I know there's others out there who feel the same way. Truly. And remember, if you or someone you know has experienced anything out of the ordinary from the positive to the negative, it's all welcome. Just go to HeidiHollis.com and submit your story right there on the front page. You have been listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll catch you next time.
5: Well, if you like this episode of The Darker Side of Life, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.